What's up, everybody? I'm Jed. I am Josiah. And this week, we're wasting our talent with... Booker Walton from Mountaineer Technology Consultants. Justin Robinson. And Andrew King. Cool. So, start us off. What's, uh, what do you guys provide? What services? What com- this company... Uh, so Mountaineer Tech, we basically do uh, total tech services, anything from uh, computer repair, network setup, and then uh, our other side of the business is basically web design, software development, uh, some digital marketing, social media, thing, things of that nature, basically. We get a little bit deeper than that, too. I mean, uh, one of the things Andrew likes to say a lot is if uh, it has power, we'll take a look at it. Okay. So, I mean, we get into surveillance cameras. Heck, I mean, there's one time we fixed a, what would you call that, a roasting machine? It's a coffee roasting machine. Yeah. So, I mean, if it has power, if it has some sort of technical motherboard to it, we're going to take a look at it in some way, shape, or form. Okay. So you guys do back-end work as well as front-end? Yeah, for, like, software development, uh, we do web design, full stack on that. But then I also have a software design, you know, software development background where I do full stack on that from back-end of the database, the server setup, to, you know, setting up a custom web app with a front-end uh, interface for it for front-facing customers. So, okay. Do you guys do uh, do you service mostly local? Do you travel for work? Uh, uh, so basically, yeah. I mean, we we spread out pretty far. We go uh, over into Eastern Ohio, uh, up into Pennsylvania. We've got clients in uh, Pittsburgh, um, some out as far as Davis, West Virginia, down to Charleston. Uh, we're pretty. St- spread out through Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, West Virginia. Some of our remote work takes us into places like Michigan. I mean, our farthest client out west would be in South Dakota. That's because he used to be in Morgantown. But when he moved, he didn't want anybody out there looking at his stuff. So, But we have um, a couple clients. I don't really want to go into names or anything like that. But they're spread out amongst different states and stuff. And we do most all that work remotely. Now, um, what kind of, uh, what are you guys certified to work on? So, like, can you guys do healthcare? Can you do legal? We do legal? do some healthcare. You're absolutely right, Jet. We um, do healthcare. We have a couple doctor's offices we take care of. Um, there's one really weird one, but there's a vein clinic. In, yes, a vein clinic okay. in Morgantown that we've done some IT on and things of that nature. We certainly can take care of HIPAA compliance for doctor's offices. Um, but as far as our niche, what we get into, really it's that small to medium size office. Anywhere from having two to 20 employees, that's really where we work really well. Um, we do work with home users as well. Um, it, it just really depends, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be an office space. It, it just varies. Uh, as far as for like for businesses, yeah. we try to uh, uh, fill the gap for businesses who aren't quite big enough to have their own full-time IT staff, uh, but still have that sort of full-time IT needs. So you uh, guys provide 24-7 coverage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're there. We can do things remotely, come on to site, uh, things like that. And Basically, we consider ourselves to be the full-time IT employees without uh, the benefits. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. If you think about the fact, like, you take a restaurant, for example, you don't think of a restaurant of having, like, a full server, uh, you know, surveillance cameras, computers, things, uh, iPads, et cetera, et cetera. They have all those things. Yeah. And then when you can factor in the fact that you have Justin over here who can do a website, uh, who can take care of their social media, their digital marketing and stuff, we can provide that total service. Uh, another thing that seems a little bit out of the ordinary, but when you think about it, like, yeah, they have to have a ton. We do work for about 14 different hotels. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where we take care of um, basically everything from their infrastructure, their phone systems, uh, the cameras, the computers, the business center computers for the guests, the networking. That's basically all us all the time. So 
there's not anything we say no to. It's kind of funny. We laugh about something we say to ourselves is like, we don't like to say no too often. If we don't know it, we'll just figure it out. <laughs> and that's just, that's just being honest, God truth. Yeah. I mean, I work in IT as well. And I, I think that the market has definitely changed because most places, uh, the minimum requirements anymore are big enough that most places don't want to pay into it yeah. to set it up themselves. Mm-hmm. So they come to people like you guys to, to basically manage it for them because it takes more of the load off of themselves. And you have to be so flexible anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you got to be able to do anything at any time. And I, I joke about it all the time at work. I think that one of the key features of being good in IT is knowing how to Google Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's 90% of the job. Yeah. You know how to use Google better than the client. And yeah. that's really it. That's really it. At the end of the day, they just want their stuff fixed. Mm-hmm. Half the time, you know, we like to consider ourselves an educational company. Like, we want to educate our, our customers on their technology so that they're getting the most efficient use out of it. But I'd be lying to you if I said that, you know, 75% of the time, they don't care. They just want it to work. They just want it done. And they they have an end goal they want completed. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing, you know, you said you work in IT. The thing about what we do, I'd say we triage. Literally every yeah. day when you have so many clients, I would say we probably have at this point in our client base probably about 125 to 135 unique clients. You have to triage on a day-to-day basis. All right? You have to decide what's the most important things going on right now. Now, our clients are really good about that. They mm-hmm. understand that, you know. They can't be the most important thing unless they have an absolute down. We might have to work on this, we might have to work on that. But I think that's one of the best things we do as a company is we figure out who needs what now, and we set those expectations. We have service level agreements with almost all of our, our clients. And you've heard of operating level agreements mm-hmm. and stuff. We have service yep. level agreements. But they understand that if it's in a serious need, we're going to address that first. Perfect example, I was supposed to go to, um, I forget where, but it was a hotel up in PA somewhere or whatever, and we had a call come in from a new client who it was going to take them, uh, they had another IT company, it was gonna take them two to three days to get out there and fix their problem. Their business need, they take credit cards, they needed that right now. So we were able to stop what we were doing, I was able to take one of our employees out there with me and we were able to reverse engineer that to figure out what happened to their switch, what happened to their sonic firewall. Uh, they had, fortunately, they had something else on site, otherwise it would have been a couple of days down, but they had something else on site we could use and we were able to get them back up. And right there, we just gained the customer where they said, you know, we're getting ready to build a new facility. We're going to have you guys come in and do it just because we saved them right then and there. So we're able to give that sort of triage service as long as we're around, and especially if remote support now, you're never that far away. Right. You're and, never that and far And if we're able to get into um, see one of our larger clients, we've basically built their network and their infrastructure uh, from the ground level up. And, you know, what we've noticed among the three of us is that that client in particular, even though they're one of our largest customers, um, they don't have to call us that much. And that's one of the things whenever you work in the field with us, um, if you're doing your job right, you're doing things proactively, the client's not going to notice that you're doing anything at all because they're not having problems. Sure. So there's a lot of convincing to that, right? There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that the client doesn't truly understand. But they just know when they come in and they work from the day-to-day basis. Yeah, if something's they work. broken. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. That's it. It's working like, the way they need it to. Well, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. There's a lot of nights where, you know, you're sitting there doing updates or fixing little things in the background and things of that nature that they don't really see, but they getting them to understand that is huge. You're like the offensive line of the business where yeah, yeah. you only notice if there's holding on the company. Yeah, the you only notice if something's wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, with Justin, uh, he does his websites, digital marketing, SEO, and, and things like that. And uh, one of the coolest things that happened in that area was, you know, we – did some marketing for this restaurant out in Davis and they literally called us one day and said, please stop. We're getting too much. We're selling out of food. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just pretty cool to be able to see what we're doing for them is, is helping to grow their business in some way. So do you work with a lot of local businesses, just like smaller things or do you work with a lot of uh, bigger corporations as well? I mean, for my side with a lot of local businesses, so we'll go back to that restaurant. Um, the guy on Davis, West Virginia, he owns a couple restaurants. And, uh, yeah, like Andrew said, we just, you know, and we educated him on what we did and stuff like that. We're like, all right, we got your websites ready and all this stuff. And then we're like, all right, now we're going to push people to them. And we did a little Facebook ad campaign. And I was like, these are all the messages you got because of this. And so very happy. And that's something we do like to do that we differentiate ourselves from other IT companies is that, Whenever we do work, we explain it to them. Like this, like Booker said, like we try to fill them in on everything, even if they don't care. <laughs> and like Andrew said, he's he's just so busy. He's like, stop. Like <laughs> I, I don't care what you're doing. It's great, but you know, it's it's too much. So, uh, so which well, is good for me, you know. So one of the job. things locally, I know if if someone starts a business, they're normally an expert on whatever they're starting that business geared towards. And technology is now a necessity when you're yeah, you're trying absolutely. to start a business. And a lot of people don't like they might know everything about a restaurant or oh, yeah. I don't know coffee or pottery or whatever right. they're doing, but they need the backbone that you guys provide. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What I think you mentioned convincing people mm-hmm. like that is that a, a tough aspect of the job is yeah. convincing people that because I know in the past um, just doing side work. Um, I've ran into a lot of issues where, you know, a, a, a business, a person approaches you with what they want. And when you show them what it's going to take to get there, they're just blown away by that. Well, but uh, that's why I joined Booker. And we go back to that. I joined Booker because he's a lot of IT people are just not very sociable. Yeah. Let's just oh, be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all know that because we're all <laughs> IT people here. But I joined Booker because he is a good people person. And that's what it takes to take them to the next level. You're almost building that relationship, and that's what he does best. My, I always tell him all the time, I'm like, I never want you working on anything. I just want you just talking. talking. He doesn't want me to do anything I like. He just wants to talk to <laughs> Yeah, just talk. So. No, I mean, and we, uh, Justin's right. We do things in a little bit different way. Um, uh, we really only compare ourselves to two other IT companies in Morgantown. I'm not going to grace this broadcast with their name, but that's how. that's how – we compare ourselves on a day-to-day basis and the way we do things differently is we have a very personable approach like we want to know about your family we want to know about the dog i want to know about the kids i want to know what's going on in your life so when i can come in i'm going to talk to you about people things first before we ever talk about tech because we want to build that rapport right absolutely i want to build that relationship with those particular people so when it comes time to talk uh, money when it comes time to talk about what it's going to take to get the job done or what have you we already have that trust We've built that trust where I can just call them up on the phone. Um, There's a blessing and a curse to that sometimes, Mm -hmm. right? Because I don't ever want to get too big to where I can't put my personal touch. Somebody feels they can't call me. They've got to go through this, this, and that to get to me. I don't ever want to do that. But at the same time, 
people love the fact that we don't try and talk over them. I'm not trying to talk about firewalls and advanced security and all that stuff. It's like, here's what you basically need to do. We'll fill in the details later, but here's what you need to know about what we need to do. Then if they want to talk about that, great. Most of the time they don't. Just like I said, they don't care. They say, stop, that's fine. But they trust us to do that. And mm-hmm. That's how you build those relationships. And I think that's the biggest difference that what makes us stand out from our competition as far as a company is concerned. And then as far as, like you said, with local businesses and, and getting started, they don't know the tech. They know their industry. Um, one of the things that is sort of hard to convince to people is that you can do things two ways whenever it comes to the tech with your business. You can do it in patchwork and handle things whenever they go wrong, and then you end up with a Frankenstein of a network or a web website or something like that, or you can do it the right way, start from the ground level and let us help you build that up so that it's going to work efficiently and you're not going to have the problems in the future. And you've not worked in this business unless you've seen disasters where people have called you in and you see networking clauses that look like they came straight out of a horror scene. And you have to try and figure out where everything's gone. And we, uh, that's just part of it. But once we get in there and we're able to take a look at things and stuff, we try, we try and provide that confidence to the customer that it's going to be okay. But you see that stuff on a day-to-day basis. And, that, and that's okay. I, it's, just like, it's just like Andrew said. Some people are going to spend the money. Some people are going to say they're going to have a friend that can do it or what have you. Yep. Well, guess what happens when you have your friend do it and then that friend decides to go, they don't have any skin in the game. Yeah. You know, uh, we do this thing called Tech Tip Tuesday. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. We do this thing called <laughs> Tech, Tip, here for. Tech Tip Tuesdays on our Facebook page. And the next one I'm going to do for this week is simply about the fact, why have an IT company come in and do your work instead of a friend? Well, if you have your friend, is that friend insured if your stuff goes, goes to pot? I mean, we recently had, we don't have this happen often, but we recently had a computer die on our hands. Whether or not it's our fault, doesn't matter. At least we were able to cover it because we're responsible, we're ethical in the way we do business and stuff. If you have a friend do it or a friend of a friend or somebody like that and they disappear off the face of the earth, you're going to end up calling us anyways. They're going to pay more for us to fix the problem they did in the first place instead of just going with the people that were going to handle it the right way the first time. Or if there was a problem, make sure they take care of it ethically in the way it should have been in the first place. Yeah, And that's what that was why I asked about you know compliance earlier mm-hmm. is I know just from the little bit of, of local work that I've done, there are so many places out there not operating to compliance levels. Yeah. And they don't think about it because they haven't been hit yet. That's exactly it. So, you know, they haven't been breached. They haven't had anything lost. They haven't had to go to court over anything. But, man, like if you're a doctor's office not meeting HIPAA compliance. Oh, man. (laughs) Let me give you an even simpler one. What if you're a, um, and we do this, what if you're a convenience store not meeting credit card compliance and making sure your credit cards are secure? And, and you start getting hit with that $1,500 fine every month from the uh, PCI compliance. Hmm. Yeah, that's another thing that we actually do is we go in and make sure that you separate your network for your credit cards away from the network from your computers and things that could hack into that particular network. So, like you said, there's one way to do it or it's the other. Do you want to do it right the first time or do you want to pay for it so that you have to do it right the second time and it costs a little bit more? There's no question. Yeah. No and question. compliance is something that I don't even know about. I'm the resonant non-IT guy in the room right now. So <laughs> that's something that wouldn't that have never even popped in my head. Oh, I have if I'm doing this business, I need to meet certain standards and guidelines or I could get, uh, you said, a $1,500 fine? Oh, or, that was for those credit cards, well, but yes, geez. monthly. Yeah. I, I and, could, I mean, you, you got to think, too, like, you know, let's say it's a – uh, you know, what if uh, somebody swipes a credit card on on your system and it gets, it gets breached? Compromised. And then, I mean, 
they could take you to court. Yikes. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not meeting compliance. I mean, you can lose your business. Yeah, if you're you in a doctor's office yeah. and you're breaking HIPAA compliance, mm. I mean, somebody comes after you and you're just done. Your I'll loss get, is bigger than just a $1,500 fine. Yeah. I'll give you a silly, silly example. It was a hotel. Um, this has been a long time ago. But they had a key logger sitting on one of their front desk systems. Hmm. And so you're swiping those, and you know how those swipes work on those. It's just putting those numbers in on your system, but it's yeah. still, think about it, it's a key yeah. logger. And so for Everything people so, yes. people listening, key loggers basically just log keystrokes. Mm-hmm. So, and when they swipe that card, it's nothing but numbers coming yep. in. But numbers, expiration dates, three-digit codes. Yeah, it was a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, what are your guys' backgrounds? Like, have you guys, how long have you been doing this? What got you started in it? Oh, you guys want me to go first. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the oldest. I'm, it's all right. <laughs> I am the oldest here. They remind me of that daily. Um, in any case, though, I guess I started, honestly, when I was six. My dad brought home an old IBM PS2, and I learned my face, uh, my first programming language back then, Basic A. Or Basica. It's Basic A or Basica. That's yeah. too old for him. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's, that's 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 Justin's like, I don't Listen. even know, and he's our resident programmer. Here. Stone tablet. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I, learned, I, I was hooked at that point. I was hooked at that point. I always knew I wanted to work in computers. Um, came out of school. I'm actually 10 hours short of my degree. I'm not afraid to say that at all. Nice. I, I feel like this is one of those fields you either know it or you don't. Yep. And it's constantly evolving, constantly earning. You constantly got to be on top of it. But I then worked for the state for 12 and a half years, all the way from just a network operator to a senior um, senior operations manager, all the way to being the data center operations manager. But I always had an eye on leaving. And every time I tried to say I was leaving, they would give me a raise. But finally, <laughs> I talked, I talked to, works. Yeah, finally <laughs> I talked to Justin, and Justin came in about five years before we left. He came in the WVNet, and we were both sort of, I'd just say disillusioned. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. I'd say we're both sort of disillusioned with the direction of way everything was going over there, and we sort of concocted a plan to get ourselves out of there within a couple years. We survived it. We survived it. I think that would be the best way to put it, but yeah. we got to the end game of it. And that was basically the formation of uh, Mountaineer Technology Consultants. Andrew, and I'll let him speak about himself here in a second. Andrew's been with me for, what, six or seven years now? Yeah, about, I think, six. Yeah, six or seven years now. He just graduated college. But I had another business before I had this one, Unique Tech Consulting, which I was doing on the side. I would take days off from the state just to go work on my business. And so he was traveling around with me. We had somebody else with us at the time that just didn't make it, thank God. That's why we found Justin. <laughs> Very happy about that. <laughs> just being real about it. No names mentioned. But, but in any case, though, uh, we found Justin. And, I mean, Justin adds the piece. I'm going to let him talk about himself in a second. But Justin adds the piece to the business that really makes us go. There's a lot of people that do what the two of us do. Andrew and I, I should say that since we're on radio, but uh, can do the IT part, surveillance cameras, all those things. There's a lot of people that can do that. Can they do it right? Different story. But there's a lot of people that say they can do it. There's not a lot of people that can program like Justin can. And when I can go in and I can say, hey, do you want a custom piece of software built? You're not finding what you want out on the market? Have him build it. And he's already done it. We have a meeting coming up here in a couple days up in Ohio where we're going to be talking about possibly building some software for some hotels up there. So... I mean, he adds that extra piece. Certainly, he can do websites and stuff, but that's the piece that you're not going to find in another company around here locally. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to shut up. Yeah, so, like, kind of finish off that point, like, we wanted to separate ourselves by being a full-stack IT development place. Like, a lot of places, you can just go get your computer repaired and stuff like that, but we want someone to come in and be like, I need it all, and we can do that. But 
Uh, yeah, I, I joined or I met Booker five years ago. Uh, we worked at WVNet. Well, like seven years ago now. Man. Oh yeah, geez, yeah. yeah. It's like that now. Okay, yeah. What seven years ago? But we worked together for five years at the state. Um, graduated WVU with computer engineering degree. Um, but I'm with Booker. That piece of paper means nothing. It's worthless. Um, everything I learned from there on after has given me everything I needed to do this. But um, I'd say I started liking, you know, technology and stuff like that. Just when I was growing up, we had a uh, Windows DOS computer. I'd have to wait till my dad came home. And I'd be like, Dad, put that big floppy disk in there so we could play Frogger. <laughs> and and uh, I'd be like, how'd, how'd you get? And I wrote it down. I wrote down D colon slash, you know, uh, program dot uh, exe and that's how you would start frogger and mm-hmm. I, that that's where i was just like oh this is interesting like you can get anywhere on this computer and stuff like that and it just evolved into my love of video games and um you know and then just all kinds of tech and when i went to school i was yeah you know, i listened to my dad about on everything and uh he's just like you either need to go into medical or tech he's like they're never going to go away yep so that's why i chose programming Ended up loving it, and that's always a good thing. But, yeah, went to work uh, for the state, met Booker just a couple years in. We were just like, this sucks. <laughs> just to be candid about it. Um, that's the real thing. And, uh, you know, we just wanted to do something different. We wanted to do something on our own. Well, I was tired of having people control my destiny. Uh, we thought the leadership at the top was just not steering the ship right, so we decided to get our own ship. It never so. does. No, it never does. Ever. So if it if it doesn't now, it's our fault. Exactly. So and I can live with that. Uh, but that's how I joined these two guys. Yeah, and so my uh, my background in technology started because you know technology is cool as crap. Like <laughs> like I mean, uh, from from a very young age, uh, and I mean I'm a little younger than these guys, and so like I've grown up, <laughs> I've grown up with technology all around me, and so you know I wanted to be able to sort of do what I wanted, make it do what I wanted it to do. And so, um, I wanted to learn how to fix my own stuff first. And so I started fixing my stuff and I've known Booker just since I, uh, you know, was playing basketball at seven years old back when he still had hair. And, uh, you know, so then you know, I've grown up with him. I, I'm surprised I saw Daniel doesn't like bust through that wall, <laughs> wall joke right now. <laughs> Kool Aid Man Daniel. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Um, and so, you know, growing up around him, I saw what he was doing. He had his, his side gig going on. And then I started helping him when I was like 15 or 16. And, uh, you know, I've just sort of grown from there. And, um, you know, I joined these guys as a partner because I have a pretty non-conforming personality, and so I like to do what I want to do. And uh, you know, you don't get to do that if you're working for somebody else. So yeah. So it sounds like it started out as a basically kind of a hobby, just something you all have a lot of fun doing by yourselves. When did you get to the point where you're like, "Hey, I could probably make money doing this," and then? Uh, for me, it was when Booker said, hey, do you want to make some money help? <laughs> I said, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I can't speak for Justin, but for me, I mean, I knew I was going to go work on my own at some point. Even being there 12 and a half years, it's, it's, it's a catch-22, right? Because I literally did try and leave several times. There was one particular time that I put the business license on my desk and walked out after something ridiculous had happened. And they basically talked me back and got a raise from the governor's office three days later. So they talked me back into it. But at the end of the day, I knew that I needed to get out on my own. And it's really as simple as this. And I'm going to say this as nicely as I possibly can. Like you guys can see my face (laughs) nicely. 
There's a lot of bureaucracy and there's a lot of red tape that goes into working for the state that if you are not willing to play the game and work through, will stick you cold. There are many times that stuff that people had done at WVNet got taken credit for by people up top who really had no idea what was going on. And I didn't like that. And I could only stick that around for so long. So there were certain events that happened to me that were saying, that's enough. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people there that I respect, but there was no way that I could stay there under that, let's just call it regime. Umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> that umbrella and that, I don't even know what the right word is, but there's no way I could stay right. there to be able to do the things that I wanted to do. So to be able to talk to Justin and talk him into leaving with me, which was hard. I mean, that was really hard for him to take that leap of faith when I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy that's just saying, hey, if you come with me, I will make sure that you make money and that you can support your family and do these things. I mean, Andrew was just a kid, so he's like, I get to make money during college. But now he's looking at this as like, you know, this can be a possible career. That's why he's one of our partners, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So to be able to control our own destiny, to be able to decide how we want to help people without somebody saying no or getting in the way of it uh, was huge for me. And I think we do that on a day-to-day -day basis. And I can sleep at night. I can look in the mirror. There was nights I couldn't. He would say the exact same thing. There was nights that I couldn't go home and look at the mirror and be happy with what was going on. And I had no control over it. And it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. See, and to me, I think that's a big selling point for small business IT. Because, you know, I was in the military. I didn't do IT in the military. But I was in the military, and I've done IT for the government. And mm. most of the time the people who are making decisions are not informed and educated on what they're making decisions on. Um, I can't agree with you more. <laughs> What's <laughs> nice about working with small businesses is like, you know, you three are shareholders in the company. Your yeah. names are on the business. And, and you're technically sound. Yeah. You can speak to what is happening day to day, you know, customer to customer. It's not, you know, you're pitching an idea and selling something. No, you understand the gears that are moving that are providing a solution to somebody. We're all working towards a common goal. Too. Yeah. And I'd be lying to you if all the three of us agreed. All right. Justin's on way one side. I'm way yeah. on the other. And you never and want Andrew's it like right that. in the middle. You know what I mean? So we're able to work together to figure out the common solution for the things. And we figure things out that way. And it works really, really well. I, I can't. Do I make the money I used to make right now? No, no, I don't. Am I a lot happier? Yeah. Absolutely, I am. I think the three of us would all say the same thing. God, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Happiness, man. Happiness, Happiness is, yeah. you can't put a price tag on it. You can't put a price tag on it. No, um, but back to your point about you saying taking a leap of faith. I mean, I think it would have been taking a leap of faith to stay with them in charge. So oh, whenever yeah. whenever Booker gave me this opportunity, I, I tell him this all the time. I would, ne I would never join anybody else. It was just him that I would join. Uh, if they were throwing money at me, it would have been even a lot harder, but they weren't throwing money at me, so it must have been, must have been <laughs> no, hard. Oh, you want to leave it? I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, Booker saved my tail a few times, so I spoke my mind a little too much, but that's okay, you know. But, you just get tired of playing the game. But learned a lot while we were there and everything, and I think that's what – and then we just decided whenever we left there, we we wanted to do this and our drive to be good at what we do and and help people, I think that just that separates us even more because we have a distinct background of, yeah, we served people before for people, and now we're serving people for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all enjoy it. I mean, I wake up every day, and I, I don't, like, dread going to work. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of work to do. But at the same time, it's just like, 
all right, I'm going to go in and do this, you know, check these boxes off, and then I'm going to come home happy, you know, so. And there's a lot of value in seeing things done wrong for oh. years. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can figure out, you know, how not to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was that, did you have that thought in your mind, you know, we talk about when that you now. were waiting? We to, talk about that oh, now, yeah. even with our employees and stuff. We talk about that, how to, how to deal with employees, how to treat employees with respect, trying to be as honest with them as you possibly can about things. It's just not the way it went down. And uh, I don't want to keep talking about them. It just drove us to do something different. Yeah. It just drove us to do something different. Yeah, and I'm thankful for that in the end because here we are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, to be very honest with you, my now ex-wife at the time when we left, three weeks late after we left and started this full time, she got fired. She got fired. Hmm. That's rough. Yeah. Can't turn around and go back now. (laughs) Not after you done hacked them all off. The only thing thing you got to do is move forward. Yeah. But we moved forward. You know what? Somehow we found a way. And to look at where we were back on August 7th of 2017 when we started this, Mm -hmm. look where we are now. Man, it's amazing that we've moved this far this fast. It's amazing. It's good to learn from your mistakes. It's better to learn from others' mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Along the lines of learning... It's. I feel like it's a benefit to you guys. You talk about how technology is always changing. By the time the president of whatever company you're with and like puts something into motion, there's new software out, there's new technology, there's new device. Mm-hmm. By the time that rolls all the way down to being something that is relevant to the day-to-day stuff, you guys probably just walk in the office like, hey, you see the, the thing that was announced last night? Let's, yeah. let's figure out how to do it. And then... Yep. That's yeah. Exactly. So you guys are the same way. Like easier uh, to evolve. Getting mm-hmm. a computer degree. Like by the time you learn all that in college, it's, it's already it's, irrelevant. It's obsolete. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, you I learn mean, if you field. look at what I was learning off of Andrew back when I was in computer engineering, and I mean, I even finished senior design. I just decided that making five hundred bucks going out and working for a day was better than actually sitting in an electrical engineering class. Although I will say, I don't still don't understand electrical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole, a whole different animal. But I mean, if you look at the stuff I was working off the motherboards and stuff that I was working off in the logic boards when I was in school back in 96 through 2000 was from 1980. Yeah. I don't use a thing of that. Yeah. I don't use a thing of it nowadays. Not at all. See, I get people that come to me all the time and they're like, hey, I want to get into IT. You know, what should I do? And I always tell them like, apply. Mm-hmm. Just apply. Yeah. Like, yeah. worry about your certifications and your degrees and all that stuff later because it's all worthless. It's just a piece yeah. of paper that's going to help you get a raise or maybe, you know, get a promotion. Yeah. And that's that's exactly it. It's funny. We don't uh, – one of our employees, Megan, she's she, – I mean, she's Cisco certified, network administrator, network security and all that stuff. If you asked her how much of she uses that on a day-to-day basis for what we do in the office, she would tell you none. Yeah. She would tell you none. It's nice that she has it. If I need it, that's great. Yeah. But I need somebody to be able to critically think. And yeah. if school helped to mm-hmm. teach her how to critically think and think on the fly and figure things out, that's what I want. And, on a and you need basis. somebody who's trainable. If you've got somebody whose head is already full of uh, you know everything they know from you know four years of computer science, computer engineering, or whatever, and they already know everything they need to know, then there's no training left. That, well, they think they know. Yeah, that they, they think they know. know. <laughs> and then you can't do it the way that you can't have it done the way you want it to be done. So yeah. blank slate's always better. And then they won't walk in the office. I can promise you that because I, it's one of the first things we told Megan is we do things differently. Now, she went back to her school and told the people that they weren't right. And I was like, can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> they're going to do things their way, but there's more than one way to get the job done. And here's how we do it here. So, and that's actually turned in. We've had a lot of success uh, with interns. 
Um, even going back to WVNet, I had great success with interns, and now we're using interns at our office as well um, through both the junior college, the junior college up at uh, w, West Virginia Junior College. Is that what it's literally called? Yeah. West Virginia Junior College. And then we have a social media intern from the comm school at WVU who does excellent work. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention them, Megan and Jacob. And then our other employee, Malia, works with Justin on his side of the business as far as website design and software development. They do a great job. I mean, they let us get out and do what we need to do on a day-to-day -day basis, which is get out and find more business. So I'd be remiss if we were sitting here talking and we didn't mention those people by name. So I have a question. If you guys had to come into work tomorrow and start a new career, you couldn't do IT anymore. Mine's easy. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, mine's easy. You better ask them first. Mine's easy. <laughs> well, then you answer first. Uh, I guess way. I'll answer first. I mean, he was on, excuse my language, he was on my ass about quitting officiating. <laughs> I, oh, I, was yeah. a basketball <laughs> I was a basketball official for 16 years. Okay. Yeah, I got to ref a couple state title games. I refed a lot of his games back in the day and things of that nature. Um, it's something I did college for one year, and then my daughter was born, and I realized I didn't want to be away from home. But I'm still young enough that if something happened, if we had to shut down, I could go back to that and yeah. probably weasel my way back into the college setting. Might take a couple years. In the he, meantime, I'll work at a convenience store at Walmart <laughs> until I get there. Be fine. Who you got? Who you got in the NBA finals? Huh? Who you got in the NBA finals? In the NBA finals, Golden State. It's not even worth talking about. <laughs> I realized that Toronto won Game One. Everybody can be excited. You got the pundits trying to talk about it's going to be a series. No, Golden State probably let them win, so the NBA could have some ratings and stuff to watch tonight's game. Golden State by twenty. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll be four to one. Golden State. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You want to go ahead? Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I either one of two things. If I could somehow land a gig as like a play tester and just like test out video games before they release, that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, they make a lot of money doing they, that. They, now. they do, yeah. yeah. If you can get into that professionally. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, just get to play video games. I all feel the time. like that's still technology and that's cheating. Okay, okay. <laughs> if we're not that, then I'm going to go to the other end of the spectrum and, uh, I would want to be like a park ranger or something so I could be outside all the time. See, that's mine. Yeah, like I would that's love mine. to just so hard. be out in the woods and just, you know, explore, hike yeah. all day. DNR. Yeah. I've thought so hard. And, I, you you know, you guys talking about working in government and mm -hmm. just dreaming about not working in government. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever I have like an especially bad day at work, I'll pull up the pay scales for DNR officers. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I cringe could I do that. it? Could I do it? <laughs> <laughs> could I just sit out in the park by myself? <laughs> it's rough. Mm, not be bothered. Can I support five dogs with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I'm actually interested to hear Justin's answer about this. Yeah, I mean, so whenever I first started getting into tech and stuff like that, I always thought I wanted to make video games. Mm -hmm. Then I just realized I like them too much, and making them would be horrible because, uh, you know, like how much time you'd have to put into making them, probably be sick of it by then. But I'm kind of with Andrew. I'm a big hunter. I'm a big fisher. If I had to choose something else, it would be somewhere while I'm out in the wild, like a DNR officer or something like that. I've just never thought about it that much, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just like what I do a lot. Um I do like hiking and fishing and all that stuff. Uh, we actually met some people that work at WVUIT, and I thought for a second, I'm like, this would be amazing. Yet again, it's IT again. But I don't have to work the football games, and there's nothing in the football I games I want to work either. I just want to enjoy them, you know? Yeah. So it's just a really hard concept for me to think about because I do love being out in the wild, but then someone's going to make me work during deer season. And I'm going to be like, oh, <laughs> you know, I can't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was like one of the biggest perks when I started at WVNet. I was like, my first year, I was super nervous. I went to my boss. I was like, 
can I have off Thanksgiving to hunt? And he's just like, yeah, nobody takes that off. I'm like, what? I'm like, you were in West Virginia. I'm like, nobody here takes off to go hunting and fishing and stuff like that. He's like, no. I was like, oh. I'm <laughs> like a bunch weir- of technological nerds in there. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the weirdest nerd there is, you know what I mean? Because I just went on a big hike to Dolly Sods and stuff like that and just love disconnecting and stuff like that. So that's honestly an interesting question I've never thought of. But if I had to pick one, I guess I'd be out in the wild getting paid for it, yeah, which sure. does actually... Man, I might check that website. <laughs> <laughs> don't. Don't. It hurts. Well, no, it no, hurts no. every time I look at it. Check the website and see if we offer to pay you anymore. <laughs> okay. It is hilarious, though. We are very diverse. Like, like, like I don't want to be outside unless there's a golf ball involved in me swinging. <laughs> like, there's gotta, I, I wouldn't run or, or hike or do anything unless I was dribbling a basketball or something to be involved. These guys, if I had to go camping, there better be four doors and some sort of satellite that's giving me internet because I, I have zero interest. <laughs> These guys love it, though. When I went, I went to Black. Blackwater Falls for the first time in my life. Oh, was that about four there. weeks ago? Gorgeous. And then my girlfriend sends a picture back to Andrew and says, hey, I got him to go. And they thought that was the funniest thing ever. So I like flipped him off in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was beautiful out that day. It's like 85 degrees and you see him down there at Blackwater like bundled up with a parka and a hoodie. He's the coldest guy I've ever met. Uh, cold right now. How were the bugs? Uh, it wasn't bad. No? It wasn't. I wasn't that. Don't, don't, I didn't spend the day. Uh, I spent about 10 minutes. You got minutes. the picture and you I spent, yeah. I spent about 10 minutes. The picture was there and it was time to go. You get there a little later in the summer and it's usually pretty buggy. Well, well I won't go. Yeah. Well, you go it was, it was I already really did it. buggy yeah. out when we were hiking. It was, it was I went out there for my bachelor party and, you know, went like snowboarding and stuff at Timberline. But then we went down to Blackwater and uh, they had it closed off. Like, you know, no hike. No, no. Uh, yeah. Closed beyond off. This point. Uh, totally closed. Nobody and so can we're go like, no, that. That doesn't sound right. So you go <laughs> past it anyway. And then I understood why it was closed because I started walking down these stairs that, you know, the wind had blown the snow into oh, basically yeah. a, a frozen ramp and just slid all the way down. Oh, yeah. But it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit nuts. <laughs> yeah. Sort of a thrill seeker. No question. That's a good question. I never that really is a good question, about that. yeah. I mean, I know I'd officiate, but. I got I, that one thrown on me in an interview once. Oh, once. really? Yeah. I wonder what they're trying to figure out if they're asking you that in an interview. It was an how, analyst position. How, how committed oh, are oh. you to it, that position? It was an analyst position, and like none of the questions were really technical. They were all like riddles and puzzles. Yeah, I've seen and Google like does mind stuff questions. Like they ask you the peanut butter and jelly question. No, oh, man. No, you've never heard of the peanut butter and jelly question. I don't think so. Like, what way you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then oh, they have to write important. it out. Yeah. Okay, I want to hear that. Well, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You put well, jelly that's the on thing. You don't tell them. You don't tell. Okay, what were go you going to say? You tell us how you would do it. Jelly on one piece of bread, peanut butter on the other, and then you put it together. That's All correct. Right, Andrew, what would you do? Well, I'd, I would do the same thing, but my, my wife, Bethany, thinks that I'm crazy for that because she puts peanut butter on both sides and then jelly on top of that because she says that if you're going to transport it or store it for any amount of time, the jelly I don't is hate going, this idea. The, the jelly is going to, to soak through the bread and yeah. right? make that soggy. So if you're going to you know, keep it other than just eat it immediately, you, you want to put the peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter. Listen, this is a game changer. There you I go. Don't, Try I it don't out, actually man. think of it that way. If you <laughs> ask me, I put jelly on both sides, and then I put the peanut butter on one side so that I can lick the knife off with the jelly and the peanut butter on it. 
But I'm not trying to transport it anywhere. I'm Y'all eating just it immediately. Mad, man, you know? <laughs> I'm just but no, the whole point of the question is to see how you think. Mm-hmm. Like, are you working yourself through the details? Wait. Are you just a simpleton and just saying, well, you just put this and you put this and it's right there? No. See, I like to do jelly first okay. because it's easier to lick jelly. That's very true. You got to lick it. Licking the knife. What do you do with the knife then? You put it in the peanut butter? It's my house. I put it right yeah, back in the peanut house. butter. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if somebody comes to my house and wants peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you might as well kiss me. <laughs> Can you do both? Can you eat the sandwich and then kiss you for giving them a sandwich? Okay. See, I was thinking even deeper. You got to start with like, do I want crunchy peanut butter? Do I want soft? Do I want jam? Strawberry? Blackberry jam? Do I Mm. want just regular grape jelly? You got to go. I got to tell you, man, I wouldn't hire you at that point. (laughs) (laughs) You're overthinking it. You're actually going to get some work done. So you're going to get the best peanut butter jelly sandwich you've ever had. If you can afford to buy the supplies. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, so one of the first questions that we asked when we were interviewing our employee, Megan, um, these guys were asking very serious questions about, you know, how would you handle this situation, this, and, you know, stuff that she'd actually be doing at work. And then I came up and I said, Megan, uh, I got a serious question for you, and I need, I need your answer to this. If you won the Powerball tomorrow, would you be to end to work on Monday? And she was like, well, yeah, absolutely. And I said, you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Powerball tomorrow. I'm not coming to work Dishonest. for the rest of my life. <laughs> Yeah, he'd probably be trying to climb Mount Everest. You're dang right, I would. I wouldn't do that now. Oh, man, I would. I don't (laughs) don't know if you've seen the news. What's the news? Everest is not a nice place to be right now. I told you. Yeah, like 10 people died. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's fair. Dude, you literally literally don't care that you're walking up past the bodies of all these dead people that are just So if you win the Powerball and you go to Everest to hike, can I be your beneficiary? Um, my wife and soon-to-be daughter would probably have some That's you know, something to take up with that. But they probably have a little bit better of a claim than give I you do. a million. We yeah. wouldn't shake on this. Yeah, there we go. They shook hands, right. people. They shook Daniel, hands. you got that in the back. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's gonna cut that, and he's gonna put my name or his name in instead. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he is definitely the thrill seeker. He is definitely the just regular guy, and I'm just, I don't know, you're more the curmudgeon. I'm the regular guy. Yeah, I'm a definitely curmudgeon, curmudgeon, but I'm just like day-to-day routine person. Booker gets me out of my routine. I get pretty grumpy, so. That's right. So to, you're the compl- are you the complainer? Uh, no, don't lie. You're on. This is this is going out there. Just yeah, I know I'm the complainer. I complained. I complained to Booker all the time. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm always like, but I mean, I tell him directly. I'm like, dude, this sucks. Don't do this. <laughs> you did good here. Do that. Oh, he had one meltdown so. on the golf course where we went to play golf one day that was pretty epic. Let's not lie. Yeah, we had a good meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's we, hear the story. But, but we saw. I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, I mean, a year ago, we, we had a meltdown on the golf course, and we saw. It probably by hole two, and we had a good time. So. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. usually how men solve things. Problem just, solving. There you go. Yeah, you yeah. Tech. You know another, yeah, another bullet. But that's Problem definitely solving. the thing, right? It's like, you know, we're not going to agree on everything, but we figure out how to work through it. We don't need to have committee after committee and table meeting after table meeting. We just figure it out amongst ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of the biggest things that we went back and forth about was whether we were ready to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And looking at the financials to figure out, you know, is this going to help us? And That's stuff. a big deal. Yeah. And we finally, you got to think about this. Like, honestly, guys, we're not even two years in existence. Yeah. We're literally, come August, it will be two years, which is mind blowing to me because it seems like it's just absolutely flown by. But here after a year, we're sitting there looking and we're like, we're probably ready to hire somebody. And it, we just went back and forth on it, went to our accountant, sat down with um, our accountant and said, is this viable? 
He's like, no, looks like you're ready. So we tried it. And, I mean, it's worked out for the most part. I, I, I think we're okay with it or what have you. We, it's one of those things like you have to see beforehand that this person's going to make you more money by providing you with more time to go out and do more things. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing we needed to see. That was the biggest thing we needed to see. But that's one of the things. And you'll find that. I think that happens in every small business. You almost have to hire before the fact that you're ready because you have to have them prepared. Yeah. Because if you don't hire, if you wait until you absolutely have to, and, and you're then behind. You, then, well, then you send you send them out to your clients and stuff, and they're not prepared for all of that. Right. You're losing clientele because you sent somebody there who's not as good as what you would be. I mean, when they go out there, representation of us. So yeah, and you, then you, you expect them to be maybe even be rushed to hire someone that you didn't necessarily want. You yeah, just because you needed somebody. That's yeah. exactly it. That's How long exactly. did it take you guys? To to decide on to who decide on hire. something yeah well once you once you made the decision like hey we're gonna hire somebody well we already well, had she her. she was there as an intern oh okay, okay. So intern. it was more a decision like I'd mm-hmm. say we talk about things for probably about a week I mean like yeah we haven't it like Booker will sit down he'll look at me and be like because I do I guess I do complain to him a lot and tell him <laughs> I tell him that's stupid but he'll look at me and he this is exactly what he just told me this week he's just like I want you to think about this no reaction I'll tell me what you think right now think. And then he spewed it out, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And I'll chew on it for a while, drink coffee, you know, come back and be like, that's dumb. So then so. Booker's way over here, Justin's over here, and then I'll have to say, well, Booker, you're right about this. You're wrong about that. Justin, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good point here. I got to disagree with you here. And then, yeah, you know, it works, it works well. We kind of mesh together, I guess. Yeah. But in the end, just to let it be known, that's the leader. Booker. Oh, yeah. Book, Booker's, Booker's the leader. Yeah. In the end, if he tells me I'm stupid, I'm still going to follow him. And it's not that I make mistakes. I mean, there are some classic mistakes that these guys have told me. There's also been things they've told me about I was uh, wrong yeah. and I was absolutely right. Still eating that that's, that's, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. You know what I mean? We have to try and look forward, and you have to take chances sometimes to be successful. Yeah. Standing pat gets you nowhere. All right? you're, either, you're either going up or you're going down. You're rarely ever just plateauing. Yeah. So that's one of the things is I try to be the forward-facing uh, one, the one that's always trying to look towards the future. Justin sort of looks in the moment, which is perfectly fine. You need that person. And Andrew sort of just bounces in between the two. Yeah. And that, that works really well for Sounds us. Sounds like Andrew can't make up his mind. I'm more like you know the three-eyed raven. I just see everything at once, and so I kind of just have to make the decision. <laughs> Man, you have to so you, just, you basically <laughs> sit around and do nothing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's season one through six. Yeah, yeah. I'm season one through six. Oh, okay. I, I'm, yeah. I'm important. Okay. Yeah, I have character cool. development at this yeah. point. <laughs> Justin's about to have another golf course. Let's not get season seven and eight didn't happen. Yeah, we just can't get into that right now. People hate Game of Thrones season eight. That oh my god! Oh, so oh, it was terrible. I mean, we, so me and Andrew, I after that, we awful. literally had meltdowns. Yeah, and I like, did I'd too. Like, I'd be like, I gotta work. I did too. I gotta work, and then I'd sit there and start turning back. You know what? I'm like, <laughs> I actually, I can't believe after this. after uh, the Battle of Winterfell, I had to go into work the next day late because I couldn't fall asleep because mm-hmm. I was so irritated. Oh my goodness! No, it was so bad. Like Justin and I, we had this. I mean, weeks. Is this Game of Thrones season. podcast now? <laughs> you know what it is now, and I'm mad. <laughs> season seven at the time, it just felt like, you know, okay, this is a buildup. It wasn't bad. Yeah, it's no. a, it was a buildup to Retrospectively, a looking at season eight, season seven was just as bad because nothing mattered. Yes. You know, and um, I'm, oh, my God. I, in my mind, my headcanon is that, you know, it ended with season six. We got the King in the North. You got Danny sailing across the Narrow Sea. Spoilers. 
Yeah, now that's I what I did look. with Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Dexter's done Ignore, after season six. That's basically what it is. Jon Snow is now Dexter becoming a lum- lumberjack. That, that's it. Yikes! Yeah, that that's was it. actually the finale. He sails off and becomes a lumberjack. <laughs> yes, <laughs> after season six. This <laughs> oh. <laughs> is so bad. Now I do have a quick question. All right, because Andrew had seen a spoiler, and this is this is good podcast radio right here sure. because I never got to ask him. Okay, was it what you thought it was? The spoiler for the ending. Yeah, it was 110% correct. That's terrible. And it was awful. Every bit of it. I, I came to work and I told Justin, I was like, man, I, I read this spoiler and I, I have to tell you because it's so bad that if it's true, you're not, I mean, you're going to be disappointed anyway. You might as well prepare yourself for this. <laughs> and he's like, no, there's, there's absolutely no way that's happening. Why would Jon Snow join the Night's Watch again? There's no Night's Watch. It doesn't make any sense. Why would Bran be king? And, uh... You know, then it got to the point where, you know, in the episode, Bran says, why do you think I came all this way? (laughs) Justin texts me and he says, Andrew, oh my God. (laughs) 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 This is the worst thing. (laughs) And so then we sit in the office and just, you know rewrite season eight on how it could have been better. I didn't think they got any work done that Monday. No, I, really, <laughs> I mean, literally, I was in there. All they did was talk about this thing. From literally <laughs> it took, into, it took from, a good two days. Yeah, from like uh, nine to about well, two. Well, when you ruin moved. ten years of television, it kind of breaks your heart. So. See, nobody else watches it in my office, so I would just be sitting there fuming all morning, <laughs> not saying anything, and then as soon as somebody would be like, so did you watch? I'd be like, yes, you know what? Let me just tell you for a second. And then I'd just go off. Just waiting for somebody to ask me. Now, this is good podcast radio. Burn them all. I like it. I didn't even watch it, but I could feel their anger. So I just sat in my office and let them spew. What are you watching while they're, they're ruining their lives with Game of Thrones? <laughs> I don't watch much of anything. It's pretty bad. I'll he be he used to you. watch the NBA until I convinced him it's terrible. Well, the NBA <laughs> will get better next year when Durant leaves Golden State. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> what? I think he's staying. He is, and there is no way he is staying. I think he's staying, well, too. Right. We I, have it on. I we think have it recorded. Too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll, put, we'll bring this back up, but there is no, especially if they win the title. Andrew, we need another million in here. If I win the Powerball and then die, <laughs> you guys can wager that million. Whoever's okay, right gets that. Durant is gone. Clay Thompson is Golden State's priority, and I'm telling you that first, right now. Uh, the Lakers want Clay Thompson. LeBron needs a shooter. Durant's gone. It's over with, done. Mark it up. He's going to New York. Justin right. is no, quietly disagreeing with he's everything. He's too busy on Twitter arguing with people. So, uh, so, I mean, when they win the title without him here in four more games, he's going to be worthless. See, he's it's the easy, it's the easy way. Uh, you, you guys don't want. We argue about this. <laughs> at some Do you point guys have any fantasy week. leagues that you just go go head to head business in the business? No, no. One of the things we want to get into here is when uh, Fanduel gets the NFL season in the fall. We're probably gonna put a little money into Fanduel. Okay. Something I like to play, but we don't have any like fantasy. Well, I mean, we have the one league. Yeah, we have we fantasy play. football. We play. Yeah, the fantasy some other, football with some old friends at the old. You got to be business play. partners and friends too. Same. <laughs> you probably don't want to ruin relationships <laughs> over fantasy. Oh, I have this huge. Huge fantasy league. I play with some boys down in Charleston and uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and stuff. It's a hundred dollar, and they take it really seriously. That's about <laughs> the only serious one to play. Other than that, I play Fanduel. Hmm. Other than that, I play Fanduel, and I enjoy Fanduel a lot. But I won't play baseball season. Got to wait till football comes back. I'm in a fantasy league with Jed, and he's the absolute worst person to be in a league with because if he beats you, he will talk trash about it. But if you beat him, he's like, I never talk trash. I never really check the team anyway. It's not that big a deal. It's just I don't a know game. how. I don't know how I got this reputation. The week that he wins, though, he's like, I 
picked that guy off the waiver wire, I knew he was going to get 27 points because he's a third string receiver. I, he's <laughs> <laughs> now I will I will talk trash if somebody else talks trash to me. So I tried you're not, to talk trash. You're like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> Just a game. You beat me. I, it's fine. So what we're saying is he's he's not the instigator. He's a retaliator. Or he's, is he the well, he's subtle. So he the reason <laughs> the reason that I never talk trash to Josiah is because Josiah is like the ultimate trash talker. Ooh. Okay, he's the best person at like getting under somebody's skin. I try my best. So down. I just <laughs> I just don't I don't poke that bear because I don't want to. I go for your biggest insecurity. He knows he's bald, but <laughs> <laughs> I got to find something that will really hurt him. <laughs> I Be bald my, and uh... proud, man. Be bald and proud. There's oh, nothing wrong with being Listen, bald. Listen, I've been, I've been living this since 22. I mean, <laughs> if you guys are old enough to know who George Jefferson is, if I let my hair grow, that's the way my hair grows. I got that big bald spot right up in the middle. No, we got to go ahead and keep this thing bald. I'll keep the hair on my face. I yeah. ended my sports betting career after Iowa State spanked us in you know, this past football season. I, you didn't I see that just, coming? I picked that one. Oh, did you? Yeah. I was so disappointed. So just devastated. It, I'm just checked out on WV Sports. Unless it's baseball. <laughs> yeah, they're doing all right Baseball there. school. They might be up right now. Yeah, basketball will be back. Football is going to have a down season. There's just no way to leave. I'm it. excited for the new coach, though. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. We've heard a lot of good things. We have some ends with the athletic department, and they said he's trying to change the culture. Up. I mean, Justin, you've talked more to Doug about it or what have you, mm-hmm. but he's trying to change the culture up and the way things work there. But you know what? If you have to go hire or go, excuse me, hire, well, I guess you are hiring. If you have to go get a quarterback this late in the game, you have no quarterback. Yeah. And without a quarterback, you aren't winning. Yeah. I mean, so. I don't expect much this year, but, mm. you know, you look at what he did for Troy. Yeah. I'm hopeful next few years at least. But basketball will be back. You guys need to get get your hopes back up. Bucket, it was one season. I'll bucket with that on him on that. I trust Huggs. Yeah, I mean Huggins. Man. I don't trust he's Kevin Durant though. Uh, we're not going to talk about him. Let's, next topic. <laughs> next topic. <laughs> Bringing it back. Good culture. Mountaineer Tech. So, yeah. so one thing that uh, I should have brought up earlier and I didn't. Oh. How do potential clients get in touch with you guys? Oh, go ahead, Andrew. That's a good question. Uh, you can, first of all, check out our website. You can go to mountaineertech.com, or uh, alternatively, you can go to morgantowntech.com. It's going to take you to the same place. Um, we've got some contact forms on there. It's got all our information, our office location, office hours, phone numbers, everything like that. You can call us at uh, 304-263-6999, or you can send us an email to booker at Mountaineer Tech, Justin at Mountaineer Tech, or Andrew at mountaineertech.com. Cool. There's plenty of ways to find us. People seem to keep doing it. So Facebook's they must Facebook, be doing yeah, something Facebook right. As well. Facebook has been a blessing. Like you guys have to understand. We can take a little sidebar here for a second. <laughs> I did not have Facebook until I started this business. Like I hated Facebook. I still didn't do. even want to get didn't want to get on it. And I was told if you're going to run a business in today's day and age, you have to have Facebook. Facebook has helped us land some of our biggest things, some of our best associations, just from some of the stuff we do. And, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the community stuff we do. Every Christmas, we do a computer giveaway in accordance with, uh, we get other companies to come in and help us with us. They normally pledge anywhere from $125 to $250, and we buy computers. And this will be coming up here again in early December. And one of the, the way we do is a little bit different than most. We're not, it's not like raffling off computers. We have people write essays, not about why they should get their computer for themselves, but why somebody they know deserves this computer. And so they're writing in about somebody else. So that stuff will really, it's a bunch of tear jerking, 
type stuff. And when we give those computers away, the um, the looks on people's faces and the tears and stuff makes it all all the worthwhile. We were able to give away what ten last year. We gave away ten computers last year with a bunch of other companies helping us. I want to do even more this year. That sort of community outreach is something we enjoy doing. We did a giveaway at his old um, elementary and middle school where they did an essay contest to talk about why technology helps them, and we gave away two computers out there. We love giving back to the community. You had asked earlier, uh, Josiah, you had asked earlier, what what are, are we mainly local? We have a ton of local businesses. We really, really do, but we do branch out. I mean, just like he said, we go down in the southern part of the state. We have clients down in Charleston, Winfield. We get up into the northern part of the state, Wheeling. We're in Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. But our our main area, Morgantown, Fairmont, Clarksburg. Uh, you could get up in the Uniontown in the Washington PA. I'd still consider that. That's our main home base. That's where we see the majority of our clients. And so we want to give back to a community that's letting us... Uh, you gotta understand. We understand. It's a blessing that we get to do what we want to do every single day. Yeah. A lot of people don't get to do that, or if they get the chance to do that, they're not willing to put in the work and the effort to be able to make it work. We're certainly putting in the work and effort, but without the community giving us the opportunities to come in and help them, not only in their businesses, in their homes, some of these nonprofits we're working with and such, we wouldn't be here. We would be out working normal jobs and complaining about our jobs and everything else. So that's not lost upon us. We remember that every day. So these sorts of things are little ways we can give back. Cool. Well, guys, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Anything that you think we missed? No, I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that you guys let us come down here and talk. Like I said, I, I listened a couple times or what have you. This is a good platform for us to talk about ourselves. Um, Heck, it might even be a kickoff for us to get one of these done on our own. Do one of these type deals for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you guys got some competition. Do a, yeah, tech, no. do a tech podcast. I don't think there's any uh, any locally based technology podcasts. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, mean, I just from the research, I know Justin had looked. I've done some looking as well. There's not really. So, I mean, or we might just have a really good sports podcast. I, mean, I would get hell. so sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, so sidetracked. <laughs> We're here today to talk about technology, but Game of Thrones last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We'll make a podcast about season eight of Game of Thrones. <sighs> Oh that would be a short podcast oh, yeah. where everybody talks. No. And it's yeah, just to like be explicit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go any longer without swearing about that. <laughs> no, I mean, we really appreciate it. Yes, Doug. thank you. you want to add anything? Yeah, we just want to thank you guys for having us on. And you know, I really appreciate, uh, you know, I knew Michael from working with him at GameStop and stuff like that. So that's how I was introduced it into uh, 13 uh, Palm Tree Studios. So. Just appreciate you guys having us on. Yeah. Thanks to these guys for joining me. I kind of just like, hey, we're going on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if they got me started, if you all got me started talking, I don't stop. So I've actually done pretty well here. I didn't just babble on for days. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for being on. Absolutely. For Thank you. Time. We appreciate it. Thank you. How was that? You had your head, headphones on backwards the whole time. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I couldn't understand. It doesn't really. We have to redo it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is gonna bug me. We got it.